I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about insecure avoidant attachment styles. Yes, we have before, but it's so hard to understand. We should repeat it as often as is appropriate. Yeah, um, you know, when people are insecure, they tend to do a lot of things to try and feel good. Mm -hmm. They don't feel good about themselves. They don't like who they are. And so they often do a lot of things to distract themselves or make themselves feel better. Right. Um, one thing that I see off the top of my head is people will move a lot. Yes. Yeah, that's called the old geographical cure. Yeah. Yeah. Moving will give me a fresh start. I can start again and maybe things will be better this time. And they, of course, never are. Not if you bring the same luggage. Yeah. Yeah. And which most people usually do. Most people do. do. Yeah. Um, but people, when they don't feel good, they try and fill that void, mm -hmm. right? They try and make up for something that's going in, on inside them that they don't like. And usually it stems from those first couple of years of right. life. From those first couple of years of life, absolutely. So I got a good email today that I thought pointed out a lot of insecure behavior. So you might be able to spot it and understand it better when you see it from people, yep. right? Yep. This is from an email coaching I did from a couple that was in their early 30s. Now, um, I asked if they had lived together and they said no. Uh, she had agreed after about six months of dating, but then got cold feet after a small disagreement and never would agree to move in again. She claimed she wanted her own space. And I said right off the bat, uh-oh, sounds like we got an avoidant here. I would agree. Right? Because if you're in a healthy relationship and you get into a small argument, it's not going to keep you... It shouldn't be the end of the world. ...from moving in together. Right? But... She probably unconsciously caused that argument just so she wouldn't have to move in with them. Right. right. And again, here is the dilemma of the avoidant personality. They're wired like all the rest of us and want connection and want relationship. Mm -hmm. But they've been so hurt in their early life when they decided they could no longer trust anybody to take care of them. Yeah. If you're left in a crib, wet, crying, scared, and all of the other little things that babies can be. Um, if you're not responded to enough, eventually you give up on hoping that people are going to deliver for you. Yep. Okay. All right, let me go on. According to him, she stated, you were a near-perfect boyfriend. You've set the bar going forward. She mentioned that when I'm grumpy when I wake up and irritable when I'm hungry. Those were the two biggest problems in the relationship. 
I could vouch for both of those. Uh, that she, he's irritable and grumpy when he's tired and when he wakes up. I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable. Does to me, too. All right. Okay, I asked him what the reasons for the breakup were, and he said, She didn't feel intimacy toward me anymore. She said I was her best friend and life teammate, but didn't feel romance or intimacy towards me. Over the past year, she has put our sex on a one-week schedule and reduced our time together to weekends. That's how much closeness she could handle. That's right. She couldn't yeah. handle too much, and yeah. that's... More indications. At least she let him know what she could handle. Yeah. Yeah. But that wouldn't make it easy for him. No, it wouldn't. Whenever I would go for a kiss, she would likely try to avoid it or complain I was being annoying. So that shows you how much affection she got as a little one, right? None. And maybe when her when she tried to give her parents a kiss, yeah. they would say she was annoying. Right. We had a small breakup over the, over the past little issues, but could have been resolved with a conversation when cooler heads prevailed, but she would drag them out a week or two longer than necessary. So she could stay away. You see all the patterns here of yeah. her looking for reasons to keep them at a distance? The first eight months of our relationship were pure bliss, and there were flashes of it during down periods. That's a long time to have pure bliss. So that was a strength. She is an only child to a single mother who worked three jobs to keep them afloat. Her dad has never been in the picture or refused to meet her during court appearances and outside. That must have been awful. Yeah. I know any number of uh, women, girls in particular, who have met their dad at court. Um, when they have endeavored to try to get um, verification of his fatherhood, and it's usually around unpaid child support. Wow. Yeah. That's not how you want to meet your dad. No. And he wouldn't even meet her. Good Lord. He said, knowing this, I tried to be a gentleman to her and always supported her in her pursuits. Good. In January, she had work done. Breast implants, lip injections, tattooed eyebrows, Botox, hair extensions, and fake eyelashes. Wow, that's more than work. <laughs> that's kind of a makeover. Yeah, isn't it? that's pretty extreme, Margaret. I it mean, must have cost a lot of money. Breast implants, lip injection, tattooed eyebrows, Botox, hair extensions, and fake eyelashes. You want to know my immediate? Did she squeak when she walked? She must have. <laughs> like you want to know my immediate response? She wondered. Um, if she looked different, would her father love her then? Yeah. That's a lifelong injury. Okay? You want to talk about that? Not that much. It's a lifelong injury. I mean, we all um, are very focused on our family of origin. It is everything to us. And to have Dad not even want to see her is an unspeakable rejection. Okay? I was supportive at the time. Once everything healed, she began clubbing a lot and started hanging out with a single friend that she works with and another single female. So you could see her behavior change significantly oh, yeah. after getting all that work done. Sounds like she was not liking who she was. 
and so she thought that making all yeah. these changes to her appearance would make her would feel make better. Her feel better. And right. that getting all this attention from all these men would make her feel better, and it probably made things worse. If not, it will. Yeah. Both are heavy into clubbing and dating apps. I never brought drama around the clubbing or her new friends. I noticed my ex became increasingly focused on social media presence. She became concerned with how many likes she would receive, and she began hiding her phone a lot. Can't imagine why. Major red flags going on right there. At this point, I'd be thinking, is this woman just waiting to line somebody up? And because so, she probably can't be alone, right? And then drop him as soon as she did. Yep, that, that would be unfortunately my thought as well. I brought this up during one of our breakup conversations, but she shrugged it off and changed the subject. I bet she did. It was a pretty major subject. When we first started dating, she said she had daddy issues, but I never took the time to research. Prior to me, she only had one other serious relationship that lasted three years. Otherwise, she had a series of short-term relationships. She rarely opened up and provided any details on these. As far as the breakup, initial conversation happened over the phone. It was an amicable chat. She stated I was a near perfect boyfriend and there was nothing I could really do to change the situation. She felt resentment towards me, but wasn't sure why. Why do you think she'd feel resentment towards a guy that was supposedly perfect? Or near perfect anyway. I think that she was angry at him for trying to get close to her. Even though part of her wanted that, another part of her is too scared to get close to anybody. Mm -hmm. This resentment impacted our intimacy. Following the phone call, we texted for another hour, reminiscing over memories and what we would miss about each other. How healthy, really. We had two trips planned in the next six months. I paid for both. She offered to reimburse me for her portion, and I accepted. I think he should have. Yeah, that was reasonable. She would have just spent that on some other implant or tuck or something. <laughs> she had a lot to pick up at my place. When she intended to pick up over the weekend, her car broke down that day and was unable to come. She Ubered to my place the following day to pick up two dresses. She didn't have a car, so I offered to drive her back to her place. Before driving her, we grabbed a quick lunch and chatted more about the breakup. She mentioned that I would turn around quick on the market. She, she was sheepish in saying this. She should have been. I switched the conversation like yeah. toward her needing to resolve some life items, whatever they may be, before we could even consider getting back into a relationship. Good, good for him. There is something causing the resentment, but I don't believe it was anything either of us did during the relationship that was causing it. I used the phrase that she was the right person, but at the wrong time. Again, this was a very amicable conversation, and she even mentioned that this was unlike any of her other previous breakups because Probably. it was so amicable. Well, this guy acted like a perfect gentleman. Throughout the week, I had 
periodic conversations with her about her car and the dog she walks. During this week, I began researching daddy issues and came across avoidant attachment and narcissists. I saw a parallel between these and in her. In one of our conversations, she mentioned that she needed help because the intimacy issue had plagued all of her other relationships sure as long as the, and as well as this one. I sent her a few articles that gave her a general overview of the attachment style, but didn't press the topic. On Sunday, she had a 5K. I was tempted to go since she didn't have anyone supporting her, but I settled on leaving her a surprise care package at her place. How sweet of him. Yeah, but that would have been, you know, like a grand gesture type thing, and it might have been a little invasive. She may have seen it as an intrusion. Yeah. Absolutely right. But it was thoughtful of him. Yes, it was. I cooked her favorite meal, which she told me she was going to miss. She was very grateful when she found the package and called me to thank me. She came over later to get her remains. Her remains. That makes it sound like she died, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. She That's came... how he's feeling about that. That sounds like a Freudian slip if anybody remembers what those are. Yeah. She baked my favorite dessert as a thank you for earlier. We had a final chat on the breakup before she left. You know, in a lot of situations, she would have been very angry at him doing that care package. So I'd not do that. For some reason, I guess because things had been so amicable, yeah. she was okay with it. He got away it. with it. But you have to understand that an avoidant person could resent the sweetest thing you did if they saw it as an intrusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've seen situations where people will be like threatening to call the police on this. So this is not the norm for things to play out like this. She baked me my favorite dessert as a thank you for earlier. We had one final chat on the breakup before she left. The chat revolved more around the fact that she needs to get help for her daddy issues. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. I told her the issue will not resolve itself and was continued to plague her relationships, or he means to say they would. I think I even quoted Goodwill Hunting a few times, which brought a couple of chuckles to both of us. The conversation was amicable. However, I did shed two tears. Should be. Bless him. Yeah. You know, he handled a really difficult situation with great grace. Yeah. Later that week, she contacted me to see if I had her luggage. I looked the next morning and informed her that I didn't have it. She was thankful that I looked. A few days later, I realized I was missing a hoodie that I had just bought and wondered if I packed it with her things. She told me she hadn't unpacked everything, but would let me know once she did. This is where no contact began. Her mother contacts me every week since the breakup to see how I am doing and general life questions. That sounds, well, mother spying for her. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy or okay. My ex said she has taken it hard. I will mother or the ex? Uh, he said, my ex said she has taken it hard. Okay. So I guess the, the ex is saying to him? Yeah. I don't know where. He said it just like that. I will continue no contact throughout the summer, but I am wondering your thoughts on everything. Does this situation seem salvageable? What is your suggested plan? 
Well, first and foremost, I think she's got to deal with these issues. Well, first and foremost, before that, he needs to stop talking with her mother. It is not mother's affair or business to see how he's doing. It sounds like a spy mission to me, and you don't want to go along with that. Yep. Okay? So say something along the lines of, I really appreciate Thank you, you so much. Yeah. and reaching out to me, but, you know, I don't think we should continue to talk as long as... You know, she doesn't want to work things out with me. Right. Um, it, it just makes it tougher for me to move on. I was just going to say, it makes it more difficult for him to move on. And he's such a caretaker guy, he may be now taking care of the mother, which is not fair. Yeah, reasonable he'll wind up taking, he'll the, wind the up mother-in-law will move yeah. in. Yeah, right, <laughs> together right, anymore. and he'll take care of her too. Yeah. No, he needs to get out of that. Yeah. Um, she's obviously got a lot of hurt. Oh. and issues going on with she her. She certainly does. She's literally changing or trying to change every aspect about her, trying to get Dad's love. Yes, I think so. I think it all goes back to the profound rejection from Dad. Yeah. Um, and Mother, I'm sure, did the best she could. But think about it. If Mom worked three jobs, she must have been all by herself for a huge amount of time. Yeah. She would go to school and see other kids who had one or two parents who were present for them. Yeah. She must have been a very lonely little kid. And I don't think she's going to be able to do any kind of healthy relationship until she works through that stuff. That's right. Yep. This is a pretty serious avoidant right here. Right. And it's just so clear that it's the daddy issues. Yeah. And she told him that day one, but he didn't know quite what to do with it. So she'll probably wind up sleeping with a lot of guys I that she so barely too. knows. I think so, too. And, and trying to get validation and self-worth from men that don't even care about her because that'll be believe it or not much more comfortable for her she would rather have a series of relationships that don't mean anything than get close to someone she really cares about because she's avoidant and that's too scary yeah meanwhile he's gonna wind up trying to take care of this woman and and you know won't move on for himself to find himself a healthy relationship right. because he's trying to take care of her so much. She still is. Yeah. yeah. And that's not healthy. No. To, when it gets to being extreme like this, it's not healthy for want him to want to take care of her. Right. Right? So, which probably tells us he was a caretaker in his family of origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he calls back. And on some level, well, we just did an email coaching. Yeah. On some level, he thinks that by taking care of her, she won't abandon him. Right. And it's, in a way, a manipulation. In a way. Right? Because yeah. it's not healthy to have that kind of dynamic with a romantic partner. No. Especially, you know, when the situation is this unhealthy. Right. So you're trying to take care of her because you think that she'll stay with you if you fix her and take care of her. But you can't fix her really or take care of her at this point and until she, she does some things for herself absolutely but mother mother is symbolic of him his trying to hold on to her yeah yeah so if i'm in a situation like this i'm gonna focus on why i'm trying to take care of somebody like this uh who's probably up to no good and may have cheated on him oh you know she was hiding the phone all the time going out clubbing all the time she if she didn't, she was definitely going to. Right. She was on that Oh, she was absolutely purge. on that path, yeah. She was planning to act out, to deal, yeah. another way of dealing with her pain. Yeah. yeah. And, and... Yeah, he needs to ask himself, how did he learn to take care of others? Um, 
like that. Yeah. And as you say, with a romantic relationship, you want, you know, two equals here. Absolutely. Um, you don't want one to be a caretaker and one to be a recipient. So he should look at that. Yeah, he needs to. Yeah. And let her do what she Whatever needs she to do. Needs to do. Yeah. And if she can get to a healthier place and realize why she's doing the things that she's doing, um, maybe they can find themselves spending and, time together again. And he said that to her. Yeah. Yeah. For us to even think about getting back, you'd have to deal with some stuff. Good. But she's pretty severe. She really is pretty severe. And the sexual acting out she's going to do is very serious acting out. I mean, she has absolutely tried to alter everything about herself. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she's pretty severe. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is here for Skype coaching. Yes, I'm available for Skype coaching. If you'd like to sign up with me, I'd be delighted to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.